Hey there, welcome to The Career Prescription. I'm your host, Marjorie Stiegler. This podcast is all about the important stuff they don't teach you in medical school, about how to treat your career like the business it really is, and how to be strategic about your success. You deserve to love your work, and whether that's academic, private practice, non-clinical, or even entrepreneurial, this podcast will help you get ahead and do more of what you love. Every episode is inspired by questions from listeners just like you. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And of course, send me your questions so I can use them for a future episode. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hey there. In the show today, we are going to be talking about the fastest way to creating a stellar online presence for yourself professionally. Now, a lot of people don't think about this, but your online presence is really, really critical to your career and your business success. Why is that? Because anytime you want to apply for a job or collaborate with a partner or sell a product, people will be Googling you. So no matter what it is that you do, people are going to be checking you out online to see if they want anything to do with you, to see if they want to give you that next opportunity, whatever it might be, to advance your career. And again, it could be hiring you, booking you to speak, purchasing something from you, uh, coming in as a client or a patient. So whatever it is, you've got to have a great online footprint that people can see right away and understand what you're all about. Now, for most people, if you Google yourself, you don't really find very much. And for physicians, it's even worse because you find a lot of websites that really don't have anything to do with you uh, necessarily, or they don't have to do with the kinds of things that you want to put forward. Very often, they are empty or outdated physician rating review websites, and this is definitely not a portfolio of your best work, even if you have glowing reviews from your patients. So when you're thinking about advancing your career and your professional stature, you want to use the internet to sort of show your highlight reel, right? Make sure that anyone who is searching for you can easily find out what you're all about, what kinds of things you aspire to do what kind of credentials you have, what kinds of things you've done in the past that you really bring to the table. So that's the point of this episode. You can do this today even if you don't have a website or you don't have a lot of things set up online. It's pretty quick and easy. So the point of this episode is going to be to get you started. And in order to get started, I have very simple resources and a very simple framework for you. So the first thing you're going to do in order to establish that stellar online presence is to conduct an audit. And there's a few steps to this audit. It's very, very simple, but you've got to do it correctly in order to get the best information that's actionable. So pay careful attention to these couple steps. The first thing is you're going to want to use a computer that you can put in incognito mode and and clear all the browsing cookies uh, because you don't want your search to be biased from your own prior searches. That's pretty important because you want to see what other people see about you. So you want to put it as a, an, in as neutral of a setting for, for Google as you can. Um, that leads to the second tip, which is to use Google, not Bing, not Yahoo. Although if you wanted to, you could repeat it with those and uh, certainly not DuckDuckGo or one of those other ones um, that is not capturing information because what we really do want the information that Google and other search engines are capturing from people in order to know 
how it's going to show up in those search algorithms. At the time of this recording, Google has more than two thirds of the market share in terms of people who are loyal searchers that you choose to use Google. And what that means is most people searching for you will be using Google. So the Google data is the most important data set for you in order to really begin creating that stellar online presence. If you want to repeat the process with Bing and some of the other search engines, you can do that as well. But remember that the point here is to find out what other people would see. And if you don't clear your history, Google will uh, superimpose on your search results what it already knows about you. And it won't really be showing you an unbiased view of yourself. It'll be showing you a view of yourself based on things that you have searched before that it thinks you are most interested in. So be sure to clear that and be sure to use Google. Then you're going to want to think about your name and what are people most likely to be typing in when they're searching for you. And so for many people, audiences of this podcast, many people are physicians or other healthcare clinicians. So you may want to include your degree. Uh, you may want to do first name, last name, and, and either your, your physician degree or your other healthcare degree, or possibly the state in which you live, anything that you think would be very relevant to how people would likely be searching for you. Especially if you have a very common name, you're gonna to wanna to add some of those qualifiers. If you have a more unique name, then it may not be necessary. And again, this might be something that you want to repeat, right? And try it a few different ways. Uh, try it with your middle name, especially if your middle name is also your maiden name or something along those lines to be sure that people can really uh, find you or that you are getting a sense anyway for what people are finding. Cause that's the point of the audit. The audit is really to determine what's out there right now and what you can take action on. Got it. All right. So you're sitting at your computer, you've cleared that history, you're using Google and you're putting in your name and possibly your name that includes your degree or where you live and up is going to pop your search results. These are really, really important. So I want you to take a look and write down the search results, or you could capture it uh, either with screenshots or digitally, however you want to do it. You want to write down all of those search results and write them down in order. So whatever shows up first, second, third, and again, for most people, what's going to show up at the top is going to be perhaps where you're currently employed. That's pretty common. So the institution or organization that you currently are employed, if you have other uh, affiliations with multiple institutions, they may show up there. You will also likely see things that are related to places that you were previously employed or maybe where you were training or in school. So these are the most common things that pop up for people, especially people who do not have their own websites. The other things that will often pop up are social media platforms. So depending upon your activity on social media, those will pop up. And then there's those physician rating websites. And of course, anytime you've been in the news or things like that, but for every person listening, this is going to be different. So it's really important that you just write these things down, capture them in order. The order is important because the ones that show up at the top are the ones that are kind of already ranking up at the top. They are the ones that everybody else is going to see first when they search for you. And the reason that's important is because if you can change them, update them and shine them up a little bit, you want to do that. It's sort of the low hanging fruit, right? It's the easy, easy first few steps much easier to spruce up something that you have control over that's showing up at the top of Google than it is, for example, to go launch a brand new website. Okay, so looking at all the things that I would suggest you go back a few pages, uh, probably at least three, 
perhaps no more than five. I mean, as you probably know, not many people click that far back, so we don't really need to go that deep uh, unless there's something specific that you're looking for. So by that, I mean, if you expect to show up uh, with a certain website and you're not seeing that, then I would continue to go deeper and deeper into Google until you find it. It'd be very interesting to know where that is uh, and potentially why it is that it's not showing up earlier, especially if it's something that you control. But generally speaking, go at least three pages, probably not more than five, unless there's something highly unusual that you are discovering while you're doing this. All right, so then you want to evaluate each of the search results that has come back and you want to sort of categorize it, whether or not you have control and influence over it or you don't. Now, what do I mean by that? If it is your own social media profile or your own website, you obviously have control over it. You can change it to say whatever you want. If it is a website that's related to an organization where you have an affiliation or some kind of business relationship, then you probably have some influence, even if you can't go in there and change it yourself. Then there are other third-party websites that, especially those physician rating websites that are auto-populated sort of public information types of websites. And those are hit or miss. Some of them allow you to claim your own profile and update your information. Others are essentially totally hands-off and there's nothing you can do Perhaps unless you see something that's overtly incorrect, then there may be a way to contact whoever maintains that site and see if you can get it updated. So it's really important to do that for the sites that you have influence or control over. You're going to want to go into all the ones you can control on your own and update them with some branding language. We're going to get to that on another episode, but don't worry. In the show notes, I'm going to give you some resources for that. And of course, That's why you should subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss important information like that because all of these episodes will continue to build on each other and they will always answer questions that actual people just like you have asked. Okay, back to the approach. So you've got your targets. You've identified the websites over which you have direct control and you're going to implement a strategy on those by updating it with a nice headshot if that's part of the part of the platform right if there's an opportunity for a picture make sure you have a nice professional and current photograph there and it helps i think to have it be consistent across the various platforms so put a photograph put your name if your name is in all different kinds of permutations with your middle initial or your full middle name or different names married names i recommend trying to standardize that a little bit and also to standardize some language in your bio that makes reference to a different name if you used to have one. Then you should have some branding language. And branding language, from a professional perspective, is just a quick and dirty elevator pitch, something that's succinct, that explains who you are and what your credentials are in brief and what it is that you do professionally, right? What is your special skill set? And possibly, what are your future aspirations? What are you hoping to do? So this is a very quick, not, it's not a dissertation, it's not everything you've ever done, but it's a bio that should have some consistency across all of the different platforms everywhere you can deploy it. And I realize that the bio length for characters is different on different platforms. So you may not be able to do a simple cut and paste, but you want to have worked out for yourself something that is consistent that you can put across all the platforms that you control. And so that is going to be step one, going out there and sprucing those all up to reflect your best self with updated information, an updated photograph, 
and a relevant bio that actually tells people something about you that's interesting, not just some sort of historical data about where you work or where you trained. Then as you look at some of the sites that you may have influence over, but you aren't really sure, that's when it's time to find out who controls those websites so that you can simply send them an email or give them a call and say, hey, you know, uh, I have some different professional uh, interests or accomplishments or however you want to phrase it since that bio was published and I'd like to send you an update. Would you update it for me? And if they say yes, uh, then ask them a couple other questions, perhaps. Is there a character length? Is there a specific format that they require? Uh, can you include links or photographs or anything else that you think might be a good asset? Because again, you probably not going to be calling these people up on a regular basis. So when you have that one shot to say, I'd like to update my profile, I'd like to update my bio, then this could even be within your academic institution, right? The webmaster is likely going to be willing to update it, but they probably do have some formatting uh, restrictions. And if they don't, you're going to want to take advantage of that to make sure that yours is great and stands out. And if you do have a website or some, you know, some other type of asset that you want to, to have people aware of and drive traffic to, include that link by all means, unless they have uh, some reason not to do so. So you want to find that out. And for all of those types of websites that you see, again, in the first few results of your Google search engine uh, results for your name, you're going to want to contact those folks and see if they would make the change for you. Then the third final sort of target is to be aware of what you don't see. Now, what do I mean by that? Because I've just said, take a look at three pages worth up to five pages worth and take note of what you see and look at the ones that you have control over and make some changes. Look at the ones you may have influence over and reach out to them to try to make some changes. There will be ones that you identify that you don't have any control over. And because you don't have any control over them, the best thing that you can do is push them to the back. And how do you push them to the back? Well, by choosing new targets that should fill in the first few pages. And what are those targets? Those targets are things like existing social media platforms that you may not be using or uh, other existing websites that might be a forum for you to, for example, submit a guest blog or could be your own website, which today is so, so easy. That'll be a subject for another episode, but it is so easy. So while you can create a stellar online presence without your own website, I do recommend if you don't have one that you put that on your to-do list of things to make happen. You can do it in 15 minutes. It is fast and easy and it is highly effective. And obviously in the context of this conversation, it is 100% under your control, which is really important when you're trying to put out there a nice professional portrait of yourself and your career because this is how you get found. It's how you get noticed. It's how you get opportunities that otherwise wouldn't come your way that aren't going to, you know, fall out of the sky and they aren't happening within the institution or the network where you're currently living and working. So having an online presence is absolutely the key to getting ahead more quickly and with a much broader reach than you have face-to-face, person-to-person. So what are some examples of these missing platforms? I know a lot of physicians don't like LinkedIn. We aren't using LinkedIn very much, but you should. You really should. LinkedIn has a very high 
authority already on Google. As you know, it's because it's an enormous website that has many, many users and is generally thought to be of pretty high quality. And, and at least as a professional is concerned, a LinkedIn profile is thought to be perhaps one of the best resources to find out about professionals and for professionals to connect with each other. So when you're thinking about how you show up when someone is searching for you online as a professional, LinkedIn is not only an important place to be, but it's a place that Google will find important and that Google will put early on in the search results. So if you don't have a LinkedIn profile right now, or you aren't using it, or you just haven't looked at it in a decade, now's a great time to go in there and activate it, spruce it up, make sure it's public, make sure it's searchable. Similarly, you might want to do that with your Doximity profile. Doximity flows over to uh, US News and World Report. So that's sort of a twofer. You can get your, your bio set up on both of those and it will show up you know, separately because they're distinct websites, but they pull from each other. So those are some good ones. If you are thinking about getting some additional uh, visibility for your thought leadership, then you're going to want to be doing some kind of content creation, whether that's a blog, whether it is a video, whether it's some kind of illustration, instruction, could be a podcast, whatever it is, you're going to want to disseminate that onto guest forums if you can, unless you already have a really popular website. And if you don't, as most people don't, you're going to want to find places that are already high ranking that will accept guest posts from you. And you're going to want to submit them because again, that is relatively low hanging fruit. It is easier to get yourself published on one of those sites and to show up higher in the search results than it will be for you to start your website from scratch and make it a big, impressive thing. Again, I recommend you do it, but you that's that's the sort of the long game. And right now we're talking about the fastest way to stellar online presence. So look for those social platforms that you may not be using right now and claim your profiles on them, set them up. Another great one that's very underutilized, in my opinion, is SlideShare. SlideShare is now owned by LinkedIn, but SlideShare is a repository for you to upload PowerPoints and slide decks from presentations that you've given. And if it isn't obvious, the benefit in doing that is, again, professional visibility. If people see your SlideShare, then they will see what it is that you have expertise in. And potentially they could see, if you maintained it in this way, a living sort of calendar or bibliography of all of the places that you have presented. That's a lot of work. A lot of people don't use it that way, but you could at least upload a few things and just have a bio. And again, this doesn't have to be exhaustive because this is the first step, fastest way to that stellar online profile, but to establish a, a bio and a, and a user account on SlideShare, because that will have nice high rankings. What you'll find if you do this, if you deploy this sort of consistent uh, professional branding strategy across all of the platforms over which you have direct control, some influence, and those that you would have influence or control over if you were using them, if you go and you do these things now and you set this up, you will find that in a couple of weeks to months, when you repeat that audit, again, having cleared all of your history, you will start to see that the sort of empty digital noise types of sites that are popping up are going to be fading further into the background, deeper into the Google search. And what's going to be showing up on the first pages are going to be pages over which you have control. And of course, where you have portrayed yourself in a 
honest and authentic, but very favorable professional light so that people will know what you're all about, what your unique value and skills are, and potentially what kinds of opportunities you would be receptive to. This is a very smart move. You always want to be out there and be easy to find. You want people to be able to find you with ease when they are looking for an expert like you, because that's how you get those next level leadership professional opportunities. All right, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of the other episodes that are going to be forthcoming where we're going to talk about how to activate each of these social media platforms, how to set up that website if you don't have one right now, how to identify the best places to try to get collaborations and guest blogs, all of the kinds of stuff that you may be thinking, well, how do I do this and take it to the next level? We're going to be doing that right on this podcast, The Career Prescription. Remember, these are modern digital strategies that a lot of people aren't using or are underutilizing that can really catapult your success and help you to create the kind of career in life that you want so you can do the work you love and much less of what you don't love. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Career Prescription. Please be sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you're using to listen today, and be sure to send me your questions so that I can answer them and give you a shout out on a future episode. Bye for now. Thank you.